is Bruce Friedman of Adult Site Broker, and welcome to Adult Site Broker Talk, where every week we interview one of the movers and shakers of the adult industry, and we discuss what's going on in our business. Plus, we give you a tip on buying and selling websites. This week, we'll be talking to porn star and author Coraline Jewell. Adult Site Broker is proud to announce ASB Cash, the first affiliate program for an adult website brokerage. With ASB Cash, you'll have the chance to earn as much as 20% of our broker commission, referring sellers and buyers to us at Adult Site Broker. Check our website at asbcash.com for more details. First of all, today, let's cover what's going on in our industry. The Free Speech Coalition Inspire program will host a new webinar on tax preparation for adult industry workers and content creators tomorrow at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, led by FSC industry relations advocate Lotus Lane with bookkeeper Jesse Hornby, tax preparer Eric Polacek, that's a hard one, and adult industry laborers and artist association founder Mary Moody. The event follows a similar FSC Inspire panel in January. Although the 2021 tax filing deadline was recently extended from April 15th to May 17th, Lane felt a second panel was warranted. With 2020 taxes coming due and so many people in our industry, we wanted to bring together tax professionals with industry professionals to help get everyone over the finish line, said Lane. We'll cover last-minute tax issues, including deductions, extensions, no pun intended, PPP loans, and strategies for reducing your tax burden in 2021. This is a specialized industry with specialized needs, Lane continued. There are too few resources available to us, and many mainstream accountants aren't familiar with the industry. No matter whether you use a big firm or file taxes yourself, this panel will provide the tips and strategies that understand sex work is real work. To register, go to Free Speech Coalition's website at freespeechcoalition.com. Now let's feature our property of the week that's for sale at Adult Site Broker. We are proud to introduce for sale an online casino that has hundreds of games, including table games, slots, sports, and many other games. The site runs on a major platform that results in a first-class experience for players. It's been online for three and a half years and has grown rapidly, promising future growth for the right owner. Revenues in 2021 have started out very strong as compared to 2020, which was also a very good year. Time spent managing the site is minimal, only a few hours a week. Get into the exciting and profitable world of online gambling, which is expected to grow to $67 billion by 2025. Now, for only 15.2 million euros. Now time for this week's interview. My guest today on Adult Site Broker Talk is Coraline Jewell. Coraline, thanks for being with us today on Adult Site Broker Talk. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Now, Coraline is a perfect example of a woman living by her favorite quote, Patience Will Prosper. She's an international best-selling author of the book, When the Ice Melts, the story of Coraline Jewell. She's a working porn star, retired competitive athlete, porn director, swing club owner, fitness trainer, wedding planner, talent manager, I'm getting tired, voiceover <laughs> yeah. actress, 
a coach, and a motivational speaker. Now, Corlin is the epitome of a strong, powerful female entrepreneur. You can follow her coaching, training sessions, speaking engagements, and book signing schedule on CorlinJewel.com, as well as on her social media. Corlin has also released a new podcast, and I love this name, the Hanky Panky Podcast. It can be found at the HankyPankyPodcast.com. So, Corlin, first of all, what do you do in your spare time? Right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like to go to the wineries, and I, I have a little bit of a, um, I like to go to the casinos. I like to go and sit on a slot machine by myself and, like, put my headset on and just push buttons. <laughs> wait, wait, you have spare time? I do. Oh, I my do God. I, just, I don't know. There's only 24 <laughs> hours in the day. Uh, I know. <laughs> so, so tell me uh, where you're from and a little bit about your upbringing. Okay. I was uh, born in South Africa. I was mm. actually born in a nun's convent, which oh is kind of funny considering what I do for a living that's, now. That's, that's uh, hilarious. Born in South Africa, raised in California, and I was a competitive figure skater growing up from the age mm -hmm. of three. So majority of my life was focused on my figure skating career and took me to different places, uh, mm -hmm. North Carolina, Wisconsin, Germany. I lived in Sweden for four years coaching mm -hmm. uh, their skating team. Wow. And now I'm back in California. That's crazy. Tell me about your figure skating career. Um, that's That's very interesting. Uh, let's see. I started when I was three years old. I was a single skater and then realized that pair skating was more of my calling. Mm. And so that's what took me to live in different locations because mm -hmm. there's a lot of female figure skaters, but there are not a lot of male skaters, which means wherever the male partner that wants you, you go. So mm. um, I did that. And then I realized that because I had at the time uh, joint, uh, what do you call it, joint citizenship with South Africa, mm -hmm. I was able to represent them in the Olympics. And so that was my ultimate goal was to go with my partner from Wisconsin and represent them in the Olympics. And then an injury caused me to miss the tryouts. And uh, that dream was put to the side because uh, hmm. my injury was just not um, fixable. I was still able to skate, but there was mm -hmm. no ways that I could do what a pair skater needed to do to yeah. be at the Olympic level. So Sure. Oh, those are, those are elite athletes. Yes. <laughs> Um, now that's, that's interesting. So, you know, when I'm watching pair skating, uh, on the Olympics and it's, it's one of my favorite things to watch, by the way, Okay, it, it, there always seems to be this amazing chemistry between the couples. Okay. Some of them are actual couples. Some aren't. Okay. I, I get the impression they're all doing each other. That's that's just my that's <laughs> that's my feeling. And if they didn't at the beginning, they probably are at a certain point. How does that um relate to to the porn work you do? Um, so I think that it's like, so I have a degree in theatrical production, so that's mm. my actual degree. And so I take that degree to everything that I do, whether it's performing, um, in an ice skating competition with a partner, or if it's, uh, you know, performing in an adult scene, you know, you've got to establish that chemistry with yeah. whoever you're working with to make it believable. Mm -hmm. Uh, the same goes for, I'm a wedding planner. So <laughs> I take, um, my weddings and my lifestyle swinger events as I'm putting on a theatrical production sure. and you know my staff and I have to have that chemistry so that we can put on the best production that we can put on so mm -hmm. I take that I take that degree and I apply that to everything that I do in my everyday life and my current careers mm -hmm. okay so there are some similarities between the pair skating and the porn 
Yes, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Although I never slept with any of my partners, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm, you know, you just you just burst a I bubble. It. You just burst a bubble for me because I was sure all these people were doing each other. Damn. Okay. No, mine mine were mostly gay. They didn't want me. Well, that doesn't. Well, that no, that part does not surprise me because a lot of the a lot of the male figure skaters, they uh, yeah, they seem to have a little extra lift in their skate. Um, yes. <laughs> so how did you get involved in the adult industry? Um, so it's kind of an interesting story, but to shorten it, um, my husband and I, when I was married, mm-hmm. um, I was, uh, it was 2008. So there was the housing market was crashing and I was mm-hmm. actually an owner of a fitness company for children. I owned a mobile fitness company nice. and my husband made a suggestion that, um, women sell their underwear online, their used underwear to make extra money. And it was that one comment that led me down building a website, uh, starting to join panty selling websites, uh, mm-hmm. which turned into custom videos, mm-hmm. which ultimately turned into me applying for a job and becoming a director and camera operator on the porn set. And I did mm-hmm. not get into the industry until I was 35 years old. Wow. So, <laughs> so what does that, what does that make you a MILF performer? I am a MILF. I definitely am She's a MILF. <laughs> a MILF and, and will, and will later be a cougar, right? I guess so, if they keep me, right? <laughs> there you there you go. Um, how's the porn career coming? <laughs> that's that's cut that's no that's that that sounds like a that, that really sounds like a uh a double meaning. But anyway, go ahead. I don't know. I like I like it actually. It could be my ne- the title of my next book. Hmm. Um but anyway, um <laughs> Because because of COVID, a lot of it was put on hold, but that gave me a chance to really focus on getting my book published mm-hmm. and organizing my tour for 2021. So mm-hmm. I'm going to be doing, you know, seminars and motivational speaking. It also gave me a chance to work on my my podcast right. and really focus on my podcast. And it's just recently that I'm getting back into shooting. I was in Las Vegas last month, and mm-hmm. I'm actually doing a tour to Iowa, New York, and New Jersey. In um, Iowa, New York, Miami, New Jersey in the middle of March. So hmm. back at it. That's good. That's good. Um, what do you What do you like about uh, shooting porn? Um, I feel that I really. It's so it's a lot. A lot of times people ask me that, along with why do I like the swinger community? I feel like it's a sense of family, and mm-hmm. I feel that yes. at least from my experiences, everybody is. Uh, there's nothing to hide. You're mm-hmm. upfront. You're truthful. And you're honest from the get go. So right. you walk onto set. You know why you're there. You know what you're doing. You meet mm-hmm. the director. You you know do the pretty girls. You ask them where the money shot is. You do your scene. You get your paycheck and you leave. And there's no. I feel that there's no bullshit. There's no you know BSing around on anything. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, and I like it. I like to perform. I really, um, I like to give the director my input of what I think will make the scene less cheesy, more better, whatever it <laughs> might be. And um, so I, I enjoy it. That, that's kind of, I retired for three years and I just went back. Mm-hmm. In fact, a year ago, February last year, I came back shooting for um, Scoreland Group. I did a 40 something mag and then COVID hit. So sure. um, I'm excited to be back and be shooting. Now, how has COVID uh, affected your whole uh, uh, porn career? Uh, like I said, it made it, it put everything on hold considering right. I took a, I took a three year break. And yes. then just as I came back in, in February, in fact, in February of last year, I was in Chinatown when people were starting to talk about wearing masks. And mm-hmm. I was, you know, everybody thought this was a Chinese only disease at the time. And we didn't mm-hmm. know, really know what we were dealing with. Right. Um, 
And so, but what COVID did do is that when I, you know, came home from shooting that, it made me finish my book and it made me work on my social media marketing and interviews. I've done a Mm -hmm. ton of interviews and I got my podcast and I'm also in the process of developing a new product line. (laughs) Uh, We just got the trademarking done for that. It's Corlin Jewel and uh, working on getting that out on the market as well. So I'm keeping myself busy with a variety of things. (laughs) The the product line, what's that going to be all about? Uh, we have developed a CBD lube. So mm. I'm working with a uh, yep. I'm working with a company in North Dakota. We are in the process of getting our everything's patented. We've got mm-hmm. three different levels of the lube, mm. and uh, we just finished the logo design. And we are in the process of doing the bottling now. Yeah, I, I actually spoke to someone who's uh, uh, got a, another such product out of uh, out of the UK. So that's interesting. Okay. So it's, a okay. se- it's the second time I've heard about a CBD lube. And is that going to be the only product? Uh, right now, that's the only product that we have. There's three different variants of it. So mm-hmm. that's more on like the scientific side. There's one that's got the Delta 8. So one that, uh, you know, just makes you more uh, sensitive is the best word for that. The mm-hmm. second one's more of a euphoric feeling. And the third one will actually kind of be like your high, apparently, mm-hmm. is what I'm understanding. Now, we have just tested the first one. It's gone through testing. Uh, we've gotten our feedback on it. And it's, you know, my first time ever experimenting with a CBD lubricant. Mm-hmm. And I have to say it's... Um, um, it's a definitely a different experience. I didn't think that it was going to be, but it absolutely 100% is. That's interesting. That's really good. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah the, the sky's the limit with the whole CBD thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's, um, you know, I told them when they approached me on the product, I said I won't put my name behind anything that I don't believe in. And so mm-hmm. own, owning a swingers club, they sent me samples mm. and they have been passed out to all my members. I've got 18,000 members and I've actually got an event this weekend where everybody gets a sample and I'm going to continue to get feedback on it and uh, see where we go. You know, you have so many projects and it seems like they keep popping up. Is there, is there, is there ever, is there ever a point where you go, Oh, I've done enough. Uh, yeah, I mean, I get approached to do, you know, I get approached to do different things like a spokesmodel and ambassador for certain products. Mm-hmm. Again, it really has to be something that I feel strongly about. Yeah. Um, I did recently just break down and hire a uh, social media manager. Um, I'm going to need a personal assistant at some point because <laughs> it's just too much for me to take keep up on everything. And on top of that, I'm a wedding planner. Yeah. And um, so when I have you know, to plan the weddings or be at the weddings, somebody else has to be able to handle my phone for the other stuff that might come in. So hmm. yes, I, I, I definitely need some extra help and need some extra hands. I need to clone me like three times. Uh, <laughs> at least. How, yes. <laughs> how, how did you end up becoming a wedding planner? Uh, so I was, I, I started the different way. I started as a swinger club owner, uh, where I got into the adult industry. I started dancing at a strip club. They, (laughs) uh, asked, they asked me if I'd be interested in running a swingers event there. I knew nothing about it. (laughs) Uh, researched it, started a club, did an event. It was successful. And so the owner invested $50,000 in me starting my own club. That was in 2012. Hmm. And so now I have 18,000 members. But what that did is it made me realize at my events that when people ask me, well, what is a swinger party like? Do you just ring a bell and have an orgy at 11 o'clock? And (laughs) I was like, no, not quite. And I realized (laughs) that 
the best way to describe it is imagine that you're going to a wedding with the exception <laughs> that there are playrooms if you want to go and play with somebody. So all of my events, I cater them. I bring in entertainers, fire, fire, you know, fire um, spinners, sword swallowers. <laughs> my event this weekend, I've got a uh, headliner drag performer coming in from <laughs> Las Vegas. Um, wow. And it made me realize that um, if I can run a swingers event, I can sure as hell do a wedding. So that's why I do the weddings as well. And I've been doing those since 2016. I am Wedding Wire's uh, Couple Choice Award winner five years in a row now. Wow. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I'm starting to see how your brain works. Um, Yes. (laughs) Yeah, very, very logical. Um, So talk about the whole swingers club market. Obviously, COVID has affected that as well. Um, Absolutely. But uh, tell me about the business um, and... uh, what you like about it? So, so the swinger community, like I said, you know, um, originally the reason I'm actually divorced is because my husband and I were involved in it the last year of our marriage. Mm. And he ended up he ended up having what I would call an emotional affair, uh. which means that I would let him have sex with somebody in another room or next to me. But um, he was meeting this particular person for coffee and lying to me about being, you know, at business trips and stuff like that. Oops. So people always... So, yeah, so people say to me, you know, why on earth would you stay in the lifestyle if, you know, you're ultimately your marriage of 14 years ended because of it? And I feel that, again, it goes back to that sense of community. These are my friends. Mm -hmm. So there's 18,000 members in the club. And, you know, um, out of the 18,000 members, I can definitely say, you know, there's a good 200 of them that are couples that I not they're my my friends now. We'll go Mm -hmm. wine tasting together. We'll go on vacations together. Mm -hmm. But the swinger community, um, as for other event hosts, is very, very cutthroat. Mm. Uh, There are those of us that have been around for a long time, and we support each other, and we go to each other's events, and we are sponsors to each other's events. And then Mm. there's some of the newbies, the newbies that come in and just feel that the only way that they're going to be successful is to be cutthroat to the others. So Mm. that's that's difficult, because I don't see that in our our adult industry with with other porn performers coming in and downplaying the ones that have been on for a long time. You don't Mm -hmm. see that. But in the swinger community, you do see that. Yeah, I kind of get that sense. I I brokered a uh, I brokered a swinger site, and uh, I've learned a lot about the industry from the buyer, who you could know. We can talk off, uh, you know, off, okay. off, we can talk offline about that. Um, so, whose idea was it to write a book, and why did you write it? Um, so I'd always wanted, like, I'd always told people like my story and people would always say to me, oh my God, you need to write a book. And Mm -hmm. I would just laugh. And so I was actually at the AVN Awards, uh, back in, I think 2016. And I was talking to a girl that was selling body glitter gold. Okay. Edible body glitter gold. And Mm. she was with a journalist, she was with a journalist that would follow her around. Mm. And I was talking to her about having her come to my swingers events and market her edible body glitter to my community. And the journalist guy was standing there and said to me, I'd like to have a drink with you and hear your story. And so we had a drink and it was him that said, you need to write a book. And I was like, I'm hmm. not an author. And he said, okay, let me rephrase this. I'm going to write your book. So um, <laughs> I knew yeah, where that, I knew where that was going, by the right? way. 
So, so that's how it started. He did start to write my book. He worked on it for about two years. Um, all the stories are true. I would provide him all the information. He would put it into the correct grammar, as we should mm-hmm. say. And um, it was about two years into the into the project that he came to me and said, I just can't dedicate the time that you need for this. And I really feel that this book is going to be better um, better done if, if, if it comes from your mouth, Coraline, mm. and if it comes from your words. And so yeah. I, took o- I took over writing a book, which I'd never done before. And wow. um, then I got a publisher out here in California who actually lived, it turned out she lives a mile from me. Mm. And uh, she believed in my project and believed in my book. And she took me and it became a number one international bestseller within Jeez. like six weeks. So wow. it was fast. Yeah. Now, how does that how does that all feel to 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 be an author to to have had a number one best bestseller? That's got to be pretty staggering. In my book, I talk about this a lot, and on my podcast, I talk about it a lot. Um, I've always lived my life for other people. At least, you know, at least as a, as a young, as a little girl, and going to college, and mm-hmm. um, I was always trying to impress my my father, especially. Mm-hmm. And um, what this has done for me is, I finally feel that sense of freedom. I've come out to the world, my family, my community, my children, mm-hmm. with my story and my truth, and um, and I'm proud of it. I mean. Mm-hmm. I'm proud to say that, you know, I'm an international best-selling author. I run my own podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I one I was one of the, you know, the top MILF performers for not being in very long. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, weddings, I got into weddings and I mm-hmm. told you I made, you know, couples of choice award winner five times in a row. And I'm I look back and I'm I'm excited to see where my career is gonna go. And I'm excited with what I've accomplished so far. You ever wake up in the morning and go, What hat do I have on today? Uh, all the time. <laughs> that, that is if I go to sleep at night. That's my yeah. problem. My hardest, my hardest is to turn off well, my brain at night. My brain is yeah. constantly going, and Can I'm imagine. writing. I'm writing a second. I'm writing um a second book now because mm-hmm. I'm turning my book into a series. So that's mm. on top of everything. Oh, and we're doing a documentary too. I forgot about that. See. Oh, tell me, <laughs> tell me about that. I'm working with a director in uh, New York and mm-hmm. one locally here in Los Angeles in California, mm-hmm. and we are turning my book into a documentary. Uh, so that's a whole nother project that I'm working wow. on with those guys. Yeah. <laughs> I need an assistant. <laughs> Any Anything else you forgot to mention to me in your bio, Coraline? I just uh, thought I'd ask. I know, right? Let's see. Weddings, swingers events, porn star, author, uh, podcast host, model, um, fitness company owner. Um, and I've got the lube and the documentary and I think that's all right now. That's good. That's, that's <laughs> it, huh? Ah, oh, geez. Now I'm, ah, oh, geez. Now I'm disappointed. Okay. So <laughs> you started the hanky panky podcast. I'll say the name again. Cause I could say that name over and over and over and not get, <laughs> and not you. ever get tired of it. I mean, mine is, bo- Aww, mine is boring. Okay. Adult side broker talk. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, anyway. Named after my swingers club, so my swingers club is oh, Hanky Panky Lifestyle, and cool. and the name you might know the reason the club became the name. Um, an adult performer, and I always can say his last name wrong. Hank Picara, he was married to Animal. Okay, do you know who that is? Uh, uh, Hank heard was of. 
Okay, well-known adult performer. Yeah. He was he was the manager of the strip club where I danced at, mm. uh, where the owner of the strip club said he wanted to invest in me. And mm. the way we came up with the name was I went in to go and ask him a question, and he told me to be quiet for a second. He was on the phone with Hank. Mm. And when I came back in, I said, are you done talking to Hanky Panky? And he said, you just named our club. So there you go. Oh, God. <laughs> How did it? By, by the way, how did it feel to have uh, have this guy have the confidence in you to uh, to invest in this? Nerve wracking because, like I said, I mean, uh-huh. I had been to swingers parties with my husband, but right. I had didn't really have any experience. I mm-hmm. mean, I was, I would volunteer for a little bit at a local house party here, you know, here in Southern California. And I would mm-hmm. volunteer as what's called the front door hostess, show people yeah. around or collect them at the door. Um, but I knew nothing. I didn't know mm-hmm. any of the swinger sites. I didn't know the legalities. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a lot of that is in my book too. There's a lot of legalities that I've had to go through and lawsuits oh, sure. and, um, uh, you know, Oops. what is it called? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, when people turn their back on, you there's been a lot of that so but you know it's you just got to persevere and keep going and keep trying and i do that for sure so well in the in the sex business they throw as many roadblocks at us as possible don't they absolutely but you know what we keep Mm. going yeah we do And, and you're lucky you're in california i mean with the exception of the condom law the the state is a lot more liberal when it comes to everything however they're also number one in terms of regulation. So having any business there has got to just be hell. Uh, it's I don't, a nightmare. I don't envy it's you. I don't know if you watch. Nope. I don't know if you watch uh, watch Real Time with Bill Maher. Do you, you ever watch that? I don't know. I don't, but I should. I, I actually don't watch you TV should. at all. I'm not. I I'm not surprised. You don't have time. But the, I don't what, have time. But he's yes. been. He's been every week. He's shown the number of days since he applied to put solar in his home. And oh it's over, it's over 2000 now. And wow. it took like three years, four years to just to build a shed, uh, with all the, a little shed with all the, uh, dot, you know, permits he had to get and yeah, all the, all the hoops he had to jump through. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. All of that. Uh, even for me, the trademarking, you know, trademarking mm-hmm. my name and yep. trademarking my podcast. And sure. then they want your different classes. And then mm-hmm. they say, you know, it's just everything is just like an absolute freaking nightmare. Yeah. That's all I can yeah. say. You know? Well, legal stuff's complex, but if you have the right attorney, you're good. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay, so anybody who's listening, I'm looking for a good attorney. Oh, I got you. No, I got you on okay, that. I'll, cool. I'll I'll send you to somebody. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll send you to somebody. I'll send you to my guy. Um, so, awesome. so how did you decide to start a podcast? And what's the podcast all about? Okay, so... Um, uh, that is one thing I do do. If I'm driving in the car, I'll listen to other podcasts. And what I realized is that there was a lot of podcasts out there that weren't didn't really have um, a goal in mind, or you know, their topics were all over the place. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just bringing in different guests. Sure. But I really, you know, the point of my book is to share my story and help other people not make the same mistakes that I made. And so I wanted to do a podcast where I touched on all those different things and also tried mm-hmm. to open up people's minds to the misconceptions of the swinger community or the BDSM community, the kink community, sure. polyamory, polysexual, what's the difference? Um, 
And so my, it's all about, that's what my podcast is all about. It's about, you know, bringing in a variety of guests. I just had an author today, uh, Jane Boone. She wrote Edge Place. She, um, her whole book is written about the femdom world and it was all done on research that she did for four year period. Um, I bring in sex therapists. I bring in, uh, scientists, uh, by, you know, uh, biomedical engineering scientists who developed a watch that'll make a woman squirt. Um, all these different kinds of things. I just want to open people's minds to just listen and learn and see if we can get a little bit more acceptance. So that's, that's awesome. Well, there's, there's certainly a need for that because, uh, our industry, first of all, is so misunderstood and, and, and second of all, there's so many people who really aren't, Mm, they they aren't uh, up to speed on on how to be in the industry and how to do things in the industry. That's yeah, that's the other thing. I mean, I I get all the time messages from young girls, twenty years old, asking me, you know, where do they go? How do they know what's legit? What is testing? Um, how do they prepare for this scene? All these kind of things. And so, you know, what I do is on my podcast every week, I also post a blog on my website, which is the hankypankypodcast.com. and that blog correlates with uh, whoever my guest was. So it'll focus on uh, what's a fan page, what's many vids, what is. Um, um, OnlyFans, how do you do it? What is testing? Who do you test through? How often do you test? What does it cost? Um, you know, how do you market yourself? All these different things. Safety is like my number one. Protecting these girls and, mm-hmm. and guys from making mistakes and signing with agents that are not legit, that are not licensed. Mm. Um so that's my goal. My goal is if I, you know, I just got, I just got the most amazing message right now in an email from someone who said that my, she listened to my podcast and she's a lesbian all her life and she's trying to open her mind to be with men. And she says, my podcast is helping her do that. And that, that, that means the world to me. That's exactly why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah. It's got, it's got to be very, very nice to, to have people say you're helping them. Yes. Yes. Now you're doing a lot. <laughs> that's kind of it's kind of the understatement of the year. Yes. <laughs> uh, what are your future plans with pretty much everything you have going on? So ultimately, my ultimate goal is I want to travel to different uh, trade shows, adult shows, Exotica, AVNs, and I want to do motivational and seminar speaking. I want to do educational conferences where I'm teaching people about the adult industry, the swinger lifestyle, uh, bring mm-hmm. on guests with me, people from the BDSM world, kink, poly, therapists, psychologists. Um I just, my, my goal is to educate, you know, mm-hmm. just to travel mm-hmm. and to educate, uh, do my book signings, of course, uh, write, I'm writing a series. So working mm-hmm. on that, keeping my podcast going, um, as for my events, the swinger events and the weddings, there might be a time where I have to put those things aside. Uh, <gasps> no, I know, I know. Well, I can't clone me and Why? I don't feel, I don't feel <laughs> comfortable letting anybody be the way. Wait, 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 Coraline, you haven't fit, you haven't figured out a way to do that yet um i'll get on that i'm gonna work with the science see that's gonna be your that's your next project (laughs) that's your next project you never know they're coming out with all these robots now we could clone Coraline. this would be good okay exactly exactly (laughs) oh god i got i got her thinking that's probably that's probably the most dangerous thing that happened during this interview Especially at nine twenty at night, I won't sleep now until I develop a robot that clones me. So what other? <laughs> so so what other plans do you have going forward? 
Um, that's that's everything, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm just right now. I'm working on my tour. Um, mm -hmm. Because I'm still, oh, I think I'll, you know, I will put performing to it to the side at some point. But mm -hmm, sure. my focus, for, my focus right now is get my get my name out there, get the podcast out there, get my book out there, mm -hmm. book my seminars, motivational talks, and um, see where it goes from there. Yeah, I like to challenge myself. I'm always up for a challenge. So. Sure. Well, what? Well, when you when you finish performing, have you ever thought, like many performers, when they've had a long career of starting your own studio and and producing for other people? No, I don't think I have an interest in actually okay. doing that kind of stuff. Um, because I, like I said, um, my goal is to educate and to help. Yes. And so that would be creating. Mm. Um, I do, I do right now, I do talent manage with a company down in San Diego. So mm. we help new models come in. We place them with agencies. We educate them on what they need to know. Sweet. Um, so that's a talent managing company that I work for. Um, but as for opening my own production studio, I don't think that's the direction I'm going to go. I think I'm really going to focus on seminars and motivational speaking and my educational conference. Okay. Now you mentioned mental health. Are you are you familiar with pineapple support? I am very familiar with okay. them. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I would amazing. Yeah. The, I would think that's a, that's a firm you should be working closely with. Yes, absolutely. I'll definitely reach out to them. I can I can inter I can introduce you to Leah. She was my first. Okay. She was the first guest on my podcast, by the way. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, she I was just um I just did uh, ASN Lifestyle Magazine. They had mm -hmm. me in their December issue. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I've done a lot of interviews with people as well, but I definitely that's that's my goal to to work alongside companies. Um, you know, the Free Speech Coalition. I'm a huge huge advocate for mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. Um. Would love to work alongside them. That's what I want mm -hmm. to do. I want to, you know, make people safer, make our industry safer, and yeah. make people understand that the majority of us are actually pretty damn smart, pretty educated, and entrepreneurial spirits. So, yeah. This is true. Most are, most are not as smart as you, my dear. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> now, um, entrepreneurial spirit among performers is rare is rare. It's more common than it used to be with the newer generation, but it's right. still, but it's still rare. Okay. Yeah. More, well, most, we need to change that. We yeah, need to change that. I want these, absolutely. I want these, yeah. I want these performers to know you're more mm -hmm. than just a pretty body on, yeah. on set. You've yep. got, you've got experiences. You know, the biggest thing I talk about in my book is I mm. say every, everybody has a story. Yeah. Every single person in this world has a story and every one of us can learn from sitting down, shutting our mouths and listening to somebody else's story. Sure. And so I, I, I urge people to share their story. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, uh, that is definitely important. Now you alluded to it before, but I'll ask the question, do your friends and family know what you do? And if so, what do they think? So, um, everybody knows everything. Yes, my friends and family, they know I was you're not forward. You're not exactly <laughs> private about it. <laughs> well, not anymore. I was. That's actually why I retired about four mm. years ago. So, okay. my, um, and this is in my book as well, I have a sister who was adopted from China, about 20 years old. She found my Instagram account, and instead of contacting me to discuss it, she contacted my older, my younger brother, and then they both called my father, and my father called me highly disappointed. He knew that I ran a swing. Hopefully. Yeah, he did not. 
did not know I was an adult performer or that I had worked at a brothel. And so, um, Oh shit. Oh shit. You didn't put that part of your resume. (laughs) I worked up in Peru at the, uh, with Dennis off at the brothel up there. Um, but my, um, my initial reaction, like I said, in the beginning, my whole life was all about, you know, pleasing daddy. And, um, so I pulled, I pulled everything. I pulled my social Mm. media, I pulled my Twitter account. And so, I've just recently had to start building everything back up again when I decided to publish my book and come clean with my story because I'm not ashamed Mm -hmm. of who I am or what I did. I'm actually proud of it because it made me, all these different experiences made me who I am today. So everybody knows, my children know, uh, Mm -hmm. my kids are funny because um, my social media manager just set me up with a Snapchat and I don't understand how to use it. So I (laughs) went into my 13 year old's room and I said, here, do this for me. And he goes, no ways in hell am I helping you with your Snapchat. I do not want to see it. Take your phone out of my hands. So. Oh, that's funny. I, I'm not surprised, no. though. I'm not surprised either. Then I looked at the 17-year-old, and he goes, no. And I'm like, all right. You're a so. mom. So, you, so, so what did you do? Ask him to ask him to uh, ask one of their friends? I just con- I contacted my bartender who works for me and said, hey, I need your help with Snapchat this weekend. So <laughs> I still have, so anybody out there who's requested my friendship and not ignoring you, I don't know what to do with it. So I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that one's the one's above my pay grade too. Um, yeah. What about now? How about dad now? Okay, so um, my dad now knows all of that. Right. What he doesn't, what he doesn't know, or he might know and hasn't said anything. He doesn't know yet that I've released a book or that I have a podcast. Um, I tried hmm. to tell him on the phone when he said to me, "How are you doing during COVID? Are you bored?" And I said, "Well, I just, you know, I'm getting ready to publish my book." And he like laughed and he's like, "That's funny." And I'm like, "Okay, well, that's what I'm doing." <laughs> so well, why don't you, know, you get him? Well, why don't you get him a copy of it? You can even autograph I, it. I'm right. I'm waiting until this COVID. My parents haven't seen me in a year because of COVID. They're very scared. So I'm waiting until this whole pandemic is over. And then I'm going to send them my website and a copy of my book and my Mm. podcast so they can see, um, you know, the success that I've achieved and, um, you know, and what I've done and where I'm going in my life. And hopefully they'll be proud of me. So I'm sure dad is already very proud. (laughs) I'm sure he is. No, really. Um, you know, it, it, it's a shock to the system, but once that shock is over, I'm sure he's very proud. Um, yeah, you can, you can be sure of it. Now, what advice would you give to someone just starting out in the business? So if you're just starting out in the business, whether you're a male or a female, I really, really recommend that you, you know, go read, actually go read my blogs that tell you how to get into this industry. It's really important that when you read, when a company reaches out to you and they want to hire you, that you get references, that you get a website. What are they shooting for? Uh, What are the specifics of the scene? Where is the scene? Uh, What's their social media? All of these different things, because there's a lot of what we call in the industry. GWCs, guys with cameras. And, um, yeah. you know, we've got these models. I'll give you a perfect example. I had somebody the other day uh, contact me on Sexy Jobs, wanted to set up a shoot. We got on the phone and started talking about the shoot. And short story long, it was a $75, $75 an hour for two hours, full sex, uh, no condoms. Okay? Lovely. Uh, yeah. 
and I, and he had told me that he was shooting with a girl right before me. And I proceeded to say, have you lost your mind? Like, that's, that's out of control. But you see, anybody who's new in the industry, a young 18-year-old, a 19-year-old girl, she looks at that and says, okay, well, minimum wage is $15 an hour, if it is. And I can go and make $75 an hour having sex with this guy. I'm going to do it without knowing the repercussions of what could happen to her. Sadly, you know? sadly, yes. Sadly, yeah. So that's what I would tell people. Do your background checks. There's plenty of sites. You can run people's phone numbers. You can run their names. Mm-hmm. Um, always do a face conversation, whether it's on Skype, Zoom, Facebook. You need to see who you're meeting, talk to them, and get the references. Hmm. That's great. Just you do your due diligence. That's what they say. You I, know? I agree with like any business, like any business. Like you said, people, people have to be more business people. Yes. Um, what advice do you have for someone who wants to join the uh, swinger lifestyle community? Same thing. You can go to, they can go to my podcast. I do a lot of stuff on that, but I always tell people the number one with the swinger lifestyle community is that you've got to communicate with your partner. Even if you're coming in as a single female or mm-hmm. a single male, you know, you might come in with expectations that, you know, you really, really want to have a threesome. And then when it comes down to what they say, you know, when fantasy meets reality, sometimes it's not what you expected it to be. <laughs> uh, so it's com- it's communication. It's going back with your partner and saying, okay, I really, really thought that I was going to like having another, you know, another woman in the room with us. But actually, I hated it. And I hated seeing you touch her. And uh, mm-hmm. let's not try that. Let's try something else. Because yeah. there's so many different aspects. Uh, we talk about this a lot, too. There's so many different aspects of being a you know quote-unquote swinger you can be a Mm -hmm. voyeur you can be an exhibitionist you can be you know where you're a husband and the wife is the hot wife and you want to see her with other single males so Mm. you have to you have to communicate you have to uh give it a try and if you don't like it you don't like it don't do and never ever 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 put yourself in a position where you're doing something you don't want to do don't go into a play don't go into a playroom with a couple that you meet just because you think they're hot without (laughs) discussing with them what it is that they look for from this lifestyle so that's good that's good um sounds like uh, sounds like another book um you've got to have some interesting stories about that in your time in the lifestyle I do. That is so when I when I was publishing my book, I kept saying to my publisher, wait, 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 I forgot this story. And wait, 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 I forgot that one. And she says to me, stop. Yeah. She says, you have so many stories that we'll give me a... we'll, we'll give me a good one. Yeah. Oh, oh, goodness. OK, so, well, this is like one of my favorites, I guess. Okay. So, uh, so being in the being in the lifestyle and running as, as a hostess, uh, people laugh at me. I call myself Miss Hanky Panky and, you know, I'll run into a playroom <laughs> and there'll be, you know, 10 people on the bed. And I go, is everybody wearing condoms? And I'll throw condoms on the bed and they'll laugh at me, you know, and I'll go change. The- <laughs> lifestyle <laughs> mom. Yeah, I'm a lifestyle mom, you know, or if they ride my motor bunny, which is like a sibby, and I walk in and I go, make sure you clean up your squirt, and then I walk away, you know, they laugh at me. Um, Mm -hmm. But when I first started this, um, it was 2012, and we had rented a mansion, and I put, you know, my heart and soul into this beautiful mansion with that $50,000 that that guy gave me to make it what it was, and -hmm. it was maybe one of our first parties, and it was like, you know, maybe my second party ever of being the hostess, Mm -hmm. and I walked into one of our playrooms, and there must have been 30 people on this like full-size bed and all i could think was oh my god it's gonna break yeah it's gonna break i'm gonna have to buy a bed and as i'm standing there going okay there's a lot of you guys on the bed all of a sudden just a 
freaking, I don't even know what you call it, a gusher of squirt just comes and hits the ceiling of the man of the bedroom. And then this girl pops her head up. To this day, I'm still friends with her. She'll laugh if she hears me tell this story. And she goes, I'm so sorry. I promise I'll clean it up. And then she pops back down into the pile of 30 people. Oh, and wow. I just like shook my head like, how am I going to get the squirt off the ceiling? Hmm. So that was, you know, when I first started now, like nothing phases me. Like I've been doing no. this for so long. I just, I walk in, I do what I need to do and I walk out. I'm very business mode when I'm at my events. That's, uh, that's <laughs> an, that is an interesting story. Give me one more. Give me one more. Oh, this is good. Goodness. See, unlike your publisher, um, I want more. Uh, let's see here. So I've got another one where, um, okay. So anybody that like is my date for my event. So, you know, if I, if I'm dating somebody or mm -hmm. they've never been to a swingers event and they accompany me, it's, you mm -hmm. know, I call them my, you're my host for the evening with mm -hmm. me. Um, so I had a date, he was 28 years old and he was a prison <laughs> guard. Mm -hmm. And I explained to him, you know, that there, you know, uh, I've got security on staff. Um, my security is trained to always come to me first. Mm -hmm. And if there's an issue, then, you know, I try to break up the issue first. And if I can't handle it, my security is always standing there and watching yeah. so uh some usually when anybody arrives at the party they've never been there before male female couple uh my door staff will notify me i come and i give them the basic rules you know the no means no ask before touching don't be pushy etc etc so they go i go through the rules with them so mm -hmm. there was a single male i stepped outside at one of my events and there was a couple there and they just looked at me and they said listen my husband wants to kill this guy, but we know your rules, so we're going to let you handle it. That guy wrote that right over there won't keep his hands to himself. So I walked over to him. It was a single male for this particular event. And I said to him, hey, you know, you and I spoke on the phone. And, um, you know, I asked you, you know, when you came in, I gave you the rules. And why Why are you not, you know, respecting the rules? And he went and shoved me. And Oops. my security guard was standing right there. And before I could do anything, my 28-year-old date picks the guy up, throws him on the floor, puts his foot on his neck, and he says, A, you hit a woman. B, you hit my woman. C, you hit the hostess at this event, and I'm going to kill you. And I go, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> please take, please take your, have your foot off of his neck, and Ooh. then, you know, and then we dealt with the situation from there. Damn. But, um, yeah, but, you know, for most of the, most parts are, you know, really I, I can count on on one hand any like actual like altercations where we've had issues where my security had to get involved i did have one where my um i had the swat team escort somebody out that was a pretty mm. good one too i'll save that one for my book though the swat team <laughs> so so are, are these stories going to be in the uh, documentary yes so I some of them it. will we're, yeah we're working on that right now and then <laughs> uh we're working on you know for the sequels of my book <laughs> each book is going to focus on a different aspect of my life so lifestyle mm -hmm. events um nice. porn shoot events uh things that happened at the brothel um <laughs> so we're kind of kind of break it down like that i have cool. lots of stories <laughs> that's awesome we're, we're we're gonna have to do this again for sure uh, where Absolutely. can uh where can your listener where can our listeners as well as your listeners learn yes. more about you Okay, so easiest is my website, which is Coralyn. So it's C O R A L Y N Jewel, J E W E L dot com. On there, they can link to Amazon for my book. They can order a book directly from me, which is autographed and sent from me. Mm. And then they can also click right there on the front page, homepage to the podcast, which is the Hanky Panky Podcast. And that's spelled H A N K I E 
P-A-N-K-I-E, podcast. And both of those sites link to all my social media, my Twitter, my Facebook, my Instagram. And um, that's everything. You know, everything, those two sites will lead them anywhere they need to go. <laughs> Coraline, once again, I'd like to thank you for being our guest today on Adult Site Broker Talk. And like I said, I really hope we'll get a chance to do this again really soon. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. That was super fun. I look forward to meeting you soon. <laughs> uh, likewise. Thank you. My broker tip today is part seven of how to buy an adult website. Last week, we talked about the agreement and escrow. So now you own the site. What do you do now? The first thing you should do is make sure you understand everything about the operation of the site. Now, the previous owner will hopefully be available for a period of time to help you with this. As I mentioned last week, you should establish in the agreement what the former owner's participation will be after the sale. You'll need to deal with the production of new content, processing, paying affiliates, and many other things. If you don't have expertise in these areas, you may want to consider our general consulting firm, Adult Business Consulting. You can get more information on what this company does at adultbusinessconsulting.com. We help website owners project manage and guide them to the right vendors. Maybe the previous owner had all the right elements, processing, hosting, payments, production, scripts, etc., or maybe they didn't. We can help evaluate that for you. Let us know if we can help. Anyway, you will now be operating the website. If you don't have someone like our general consulting company to help, evaluate all of those items and everything the site is spending money on and using to operate the site. Make sure you're getting a good deal and that these companies are providing the right service and check to see if you can do better. Hosting is a great example on something where people are often both overpaying and also not getting the right service. Many times a server is just too slow. If you have any questions about any of this, feel free to reach out to us on our website. Next week, we'll talk about how to sell a website. And next week, we'll be talking to Max Bergeson of Crack Revenue. And that's it for this week's Adult Site Broker Talk. I'd once again like to thank my guest, Coraline Jewell. Talk to you again next week on Adult Site Broker Talk. I'm Bruce Friedman. <laughs>